So, I can start off with so, and Empress Dave's not here to wind me up. So, hello and welcome to those vicar blokes. I'm Howell, the nerdy vicar, and... And I'm Wonder. I'm, I'm not, I'm a bloquette. Bloquette. I'm... WandaVision, I think you call me, don't yeah, you? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah WandaVision. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bit of energy this morning, <laughs> isn't it? So it's been a long morning for Dip for Wanda, lover, right? Yeah. So, Wanda, what have you been up to? You're tired, aren't you? Why are you tired? I'm very tired, yes. I went camping at the weekend. Um... That's always a mistake in the UK. <laughs> always a mistake. It didn't sleep very well. It rained. It rained very heavily, but um, we had a good time. I thought the world was on fire and everything was going mad. Like, <laughs> it was raining, you know. Oh, do you so, don't realise it, do you, until you're under that canvas and, and it, when you're in a house, it just rains and that's it. But when you're in a tent and you've got to get from one place to another... It's, it's the noise, isn't it? That's yeah, the thing. It's the noise of the rain. It's very romantic. We like it because it's very romantic. But at the same what? time, it keeps in you awake. In a tent? Oh, yes, Hal. Oh, come on. You've got no romance about you. As long as you're quiet. <laughs> nothing, nothing to do with that at all. I just mean... I just mean... It's oh, is it romantic in a tent? to listen to. It's lovely. The rain is lovely to listen to. Oh, no. It's it just... You and the rain, you're thinking, oh, no, it's raining outside. It's not... It's not... There's nothing romantic about that. <clears throat> yeah, navigating, getting on an airbed. That's funny. That's funny. But anyway. Is that romantic as well? Not really, no. So it's not no, five-star no. luxury no, you find no. romantic. It's, it was, it's it was, in a tent. <laughs> it was my birthday, so the idea was we I got all the family together. Um, and it was really nice, but it was a lot of hard work. So. Oh. <laughs> well, there we are. I, I, I've been, I went down to Aberdeer, mm. and uh, I had to, I'm so clearing out the last bits of my father-in-law's place. Mm. And um, I had to take stuff to the charity shop and all that. And I got fined. I couldn't believe that. It was oh, at the park no. outside his house, right? On the double yellows, right? Because I ain't carrying like 50 bags of stuff over the road. Uh-oh. And I got caught with one of them vans that drives around. £35. I'm charging him, I tell him. I'm billing him for that. <laughs> <laughs> your, your bill for that. Excuse me. So I've just been, um, yeah, so I've been doing all that, you know. Oh, and what else have we done? Oh. It's went to I went to see Oppenheimer that was good that is very good I saw that too very yeah, good. yeah. all my Arabo sours when I was doing that <laughs> yeah I quite liked Oppenheimer yeah it was, it was good. good do you think it's going to finish and then it carries on with like the the trial the um the well, false it's, trial his, that he well it's what's he called um the that director isn't he well I've forgotten his name now was it it's not Spielberg. No, no, it's, it's the other one, the Batman guy. It's the first one that I actually, okay. am, you know, he's always like that. You think, oh, it's just Batman's like that. You think, oh, is it finished now? Oh, no, it's another like, hour to go. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a long film, but it's very good. It's good, yeah. But they didn't have enough science in it, though. I was I was most disappointed about the lack of <laughs> you need science. To write them a letter, how? Well, it was all it was nothing in it. I was I was I was really looking forward to winding all the kids up about like going on about heavy water and. Uh, you know the implosion method and I'm all not of even that. And, ask you, yeah. Oh, it was, it was great. I was like, oh look, and I, I was nudging my lad. Went, it's the implosion method, see? And he's like, shut up, dad. And it's just like, yeah. <laughs> but I couldn't have. But I did enjoy it. It was good. quite a good, uh, quite a good film. So what we're on about this morning? We're on about um, in the news. We're on about. Um, yeah, we're on about inflation. It's six point eight percent apparently now. Not in my house, it's not. I tell you. So we got that, and we're on about uh, what were we on about with the Bible, Wanda? Ah, uh, still in Genesis. Yeah. Yeah, talking about Abraham and and the descendants and Isaac and uh, yeah. Jacob and how how dreadful they were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that lot. 
and then only murders in the building uh which is our uh thing we're, we're with um mike martin short and uh steve martin steve it? martin yeah that's him yeah something like that it's not probably not martin short it's the other bloke anyway with uh only murders in the building so hold on to your hats for the music and we'll kick it off So I wonder what's been in the news this weekend. Well, I've been uh, looking at various things about inflation coming down. What the six point eight percent? Oh, what a way! Well, <laughs> if you could call it, I haven't noticed any difference of you. Not really, no, no. <laughs> have you, do you, in our house, we have we have our inflation, which is measured not by the consumer price index; it's measured by how much the butter and the milk cost. And I think that's far more accurate than six point eight percent or whatever. I worked it out, apparently. A bottle of milk has gone up by 62% in uh, 18 months. It's just horrendous, isn't it? I, I have to say, I haven't noticed any difference. Um, and in fact, we saw the other day that petrol prices has actually gone up again. Yeah, it's 147 now, isn't it? It's just... <laughs> it's just, here we are, see. It's just, you reckon that's fake news then, you reckon? Well, um, yeah, I'm not sure. We certainly haven't um, reaped the benefits of it yet, have we? Well, I think in fairness, with inflation, it, it's not that um, the prices are going to go down or anything. It basically means they're going up slower. So they're still going up. They're just not going up as fast as they were going uh, up. Ah, is that what it is? Apparently. It must be something, yes. No, it's... Uh, gosh... It, you know the cost of living at the moment is 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 it is really difficult um i think at all ends of the spectrum um so yeah we just long for the day where actually like the price of bread and milk will be what the price of bread and milk were it's sounding old now you're uh, going to start saying i remember when a bread when the fields when, were green no you <laughs> say when i remember when the you know when a when a loaf of bread cost 10 and a half p and you start going on about half I do, peas but i do remember when a mars bar was about four times the size of oh, the, the size yeah. that it is now and it was only 10p or might mean mean 5p i can't remember I can't the 10p i'm not as old as you i can Thanks. remember it being 15 not that much yeah yeah. <laughs> so I can remember half pennies. I can remember them just about oh, like, but I can't remember like sixpences and all that yeah. jazz. No, no, I no. can't remember them. I'm really? Sure, yeah. Yes, uh, I'm not that old. Oh. <laughs> but <laughs> I think in all seriousness, though, is the thing is with it, it's six point eight percent and what have you. But I have noticed this has gone on for a long time. So in about twenty eleven, right, 10, 2010, 2011, mm -hmm. there was a pay freeze in the NHS. Mm -hmm. My Mrs. Works has worked for the NHS for years. Mm -hmm. And basically you didn't notice it the first couple of years because inflation was only like two percent there, one percent, mm -hmm. something like mm -hmm. that. So you're like one percent poorer. But if you amplify that for what what's that, thirteen years mm -hmm. and then inflation now has gone skyrocketed up to like twenty percent or whatever each year you're kind of a little bit poorer but i know that our uh food bill has gone up by about just our food bill has gone up by about 40 50 pound a month and we're buying the same stuff mm -hmm. it's not like you mm -hmm. know we're kind of going oh well we buy all the posh stuff because like i'm tight so it's all like <laughs> no do you know what I mean? <laughs> 
we're not like going out going oh we'll have something really posh it's like mm. so i don't know if you've yeah. noticed something similar. well I, you know we've only got um i'm a daughter at home now and i have to say our son left in april and I haven't noticed the difference, really. Really? Don't yeah. say that, because yeah. hopefully my lad's going to go to the university and save me a fortune. No, toilet rolls. Toilet rolls. Oh, toilet rolls. Do you know what? Isn't it funny, the things that you notice when... Uh... But what is it with toilet rolls? It's like it's like the 24, the 24 ones. It's like 15 quid or something. I can't remember how much you want. It's no. absolutely nuts. It is, that, it is. It is. It really is. So I think... But the thing is with uh, this whole thing with inflation, we haven't had it for like this for a very long time like my dad goes on about the seventies and stuff do you know what i mean and there's always inflation and but we haven't had that so we're not used to it mm. but i think it is a bit scary in a sense the way that everything's going up but also as well mortgage rates going up all well, these sorts of things you know yeah. actually somebody i know is paying like another five six hundred pounds a month. I think they've got one of those interest oh, yeah. only mortgages and they're they're really being stung. But you can't you no, can't I, but it's the same with the gas electric, it? isn't it? Yes, I know. Yeah, that's true. gas electric, mm. isn't it? Mm. But I think this is the thing though, from a, a Christian perspective, it this sort of adds to the kind of sense of things spiralling out of control mm. sometimes. Mm. And I think I know the media's part of that where they're constantly pushing this, this idea that things are out of control, nothing's working, all of that. So you do get anxious, that's why I don't watch the news. But also as well, the other reason I don't watch the news is because I know inflation isn't 6.8%. Because hmm. I buy stuff in a shop. Mm-hmm. And you I, can see, yeah. Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I, think, I think a good thing of this is, uh, as I walk past the, um, the, uh, the boxes full of the food bank, Oh um, yeah. You know, they're still relatively full and, and so people are still willing to give. I think that's Yeah. Some um, Well people it understand it. Heart, doesn't it. Well people understand it, don't they? Mm. You know, people mm. understand it. But I think thinking about it from a, a Christian perspective is it's all about justice, I think, because in a funny way is we keep on thinking, Oh, you know, why are we spending all this money? It's not mm. why what we must mm. be doing something wrong here. But it's not we're spending more money, is that basically the money we've got isn't worth as much. We have to spend more money to buy the same amount. Mm. So it's something that's actually been done to us as individuals mm. rather than something that's actually we've done to ourselves. Mm. You know, like if we were daft with money, then that's our own fault in a sense. Yeah. But this is yeah. not, I think that's quite, because people do feel very guilty about not having any money, not being able to pay the bills, because mm. they think it's their fault, and it's mm, not, is it? No, no, it's very, things are very tight at the minute, I think, for a lot of people I know. Yeah, mm. but I think we'll have to, I think as well, is the, we're always looking to, say, the government or someone outside of, outside of us to deal with it, and I, I don't think they can. And I think that frightens people as mm. well because we have this idea that the government will save us, which actually, when you think about it, is really no. stupid. It is. <laughs> <laughs> it's really mm. stupid. I, I think I agree there. I think a long time ago I lost a lot of confidence in, you know, they try their best in their own way, but actually um, the only one I can trust is God. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you reckon? I do, I do. Um I suppose. Ultimately. Why do you say that then? Why do you? What? What? Where does that come from then? We're in the face of this sort of spiraling sort of inflation and all of that. Why do you say that? Well, um, 
you know, God will provide. I I cling on to that. I I you know, it's that that um, verse in the Bible about don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will look after itself. Because if we if you know, too often we're worrying about next week and you know how will I pay this bill? What will I do? And and actually, if we live for day to day, um, then usually things kind of you know turn up um might have a check come through the door that I wasn't expecting um but i've never been um y- y- you know my trust in god just far outweighs all the things that uh monetary things that we have to um so you think that money the idea of being secure financially is an illusion yes yeah because because what is being secure financially where does that stop as in you know uh i think it would just keep going if you've got a three-bedroom house you probably want a four-bedroom house and then when you've got a four-bedroom house you probably want a detached house and and on it goes so, so you think it's just relative yes, in a sense? yes yes i do yeah that reminds me of when i went to india i used to think i was from somewhere really poor oh, and then i went to work in yeah. calcutta and i was like oh my god <laughs> it's yes. just like yeah i think yeah i think part of the sense part of the faith actually helps us uh with having that wisdom that you get from scripture in the sense that nothing's new under the sun mm. and that you know we've been through all sorts of things which are a million times worse than this mm. Mm. and i think maybe it's because we're just not used to it that we panic more mm. and maybe the less time we watch the news the less time we spend panicking about things mm. and getting angry about things and expecting the government to kind of save us, mm. maybe we should look to God yes. and not the government. Yes, so I think that's good. I think that's a good way forwards. <laughs> you th- you, yeah, so you believe that Jesus is more reliable than Rick I, I absolutely do, yes. What about Keir Starmer? Is Jesus more Bless reliable than Keir Starmer? I think so too. Do you reckon? <laughs> that's a radical idea. <laughs> That's the thing, isn't it? Is yeah. who's gonna save you, Boris? That was the thing in no. COVID. Who's gonna save us, Boris Absolutely Johnson? Absolutely not. The no. most unreliable person <coughs> ever, <coughs> but he's gonna save. I well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have wanted his job. How nobody would have wanted his job. Um, but yes, you have to be a compassionate for him. Yes, I'm very compassionate for Boris Johnson. <laughs> yeah, you go. Oh well, fair enough. I am as well, actually. But yeah, it's not. I think. Yeah, I think. Um, that's the other temptation with this inflation thing is to blame and to get angry and that doesn't help anybody you no. know so that's no. our thing is is trust in jesus in the face of uh inflation and just it's not 6.8 percent because like that's not what it is in the shop <laughs> so in a bit we're going to talk about um the next part of dave coach's bus ride through the bible where we'll be talking about the patriarchs but a patriarchy for you So thanks for listening to those Vicar Blokes. Uh, don't forget, we're now on Substack. You'll be getting emails off us with... Uh, Only with if they subscribe. Only if, well, yeah, if you subscribe... So subscribe yeah. and you'll get emails off yeah. us. And so, you'll never miss an episode. Yeah, subscribe on Substack. Even uh, if you want to. Even if you want to, yeah. And then you'll get an email once a week. The, the worst thing that happened, though, is I put on it, the default on Substack is pledge your support rather than subscribe. I saw subscribe. that when I clicked yeah. on it. 
And then I had piles of, well, one email off someone going, is this off you? Is it looking for money? I'm like, no, 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 no. It's just, I've changed it now. So it will say subscribe next will week. It? Yeah, it, it won't will, say yeah. pledge your support. No, 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 it, no. It asked me to pledge my support twice, I think. Yeah, once to the top, once to the bottom. Yeah, yeah, and I thought, no, I don't want to give you any money. Well, you're not giving me money. Wow. Well, it, it's not taking money. Anyway, this is meant to be yes. an advert, not a bicker, oh, right? right? Yeah. So if you want to uh, subscribe, subscribe to us on all the other things. And don't let it pledge say and pledge your support upset you. You don't have to. No, that's right, yeah. So in this uh, little section of... Dave Coach's bus ride through the Bible, and Dave Coach is on all day, so he, he's he's not driving the bus this week. It's me and Wanda instead. So there we go. Uh, we're talking about the patriarchs, uh, who are Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph. So the second part of the Book of Genesis is basically a family story about Abraham and all his children up to as far as Joseph. So what happens is um, God comes to find Abraham, always called Abram, then in Mesopotamia and he calls him into the land of Canaan and says I'm going to give you the land of Canaan which is now Israel and the key thing with that is that God calls Abraham and Abraham the word Abraham means father of all that's father basically yeah so what happens in all of these stories it's the story of one family of Abraham's children okay so we'll start off with one with a question is can you stop being Grace's mum? No. What if it's you were really awful and, <clears throat> and you sort of ran away and you never seen her again? Would you then? Would you stop being Grace's mum? No. Why is it impossible to stop being Grace's mum? Because I gave birth to her. Yeah. That's it, isn't it? Yeah, in a nutshell. Yeah, so it doesn't matter what you do or what Grace does, mm -hmm. you can't change that relationship. No, I wouldn't want to either. You can't you not be nice about your kids. Oh, he's so soppy, right? Yeah, no, but just so soppy. But yeah, could, okay. you can't change that relationship. No. Is there any other relationship in the world that's like that? Uh I presume you're talking about um, our relationship with God. Well, yeah, but with human beings. With human beings. Um, yeah, if we're um, brothers and sisters. Oh, yeah, you can't change that either, no, can you? No, you can't, no. No, you no. can't, no. They say you can choose your friends, but you can't choose your family. Yeah, you can't have a chosen family, can you? No. It's yeah. like that, do you watch that Queer Eye programme? That's quite good, actually. It's quite a laugh, that. You yeah. should watch, you'd like that. It's funny. <laughs> it's a makeover programme. <laughs> It's a makeover programme with these, these gay blokes in America, right? Yeah. Mm. And they have this big truck and each of them has got like a different uh, speciality, like okay. cooking yeah. and dressing yeah. and dressing up and oh, well, fashion and all that. All the things okay. I'm not interested, right? And then they find somebody like grooming, that's the best laugh. And they find someone like me or like Dave, right? Yeah. And they make them over. Okay. So What's it called? Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. Queer eye for the straight guy. Yeah, they're very good at um, their fashion and. Um, well, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tan and that. They, it's great. And he's, oh, well, but, that might be going a bit too far. But well, hey. no, no, it's his name, Tan. He's, he's, <laughs> oh, I see. He's, he's, he's British. Like. But okay. what I'm saying is, with that, they have this thing that they can have a chosen family. Okay. Right, so they say that, but I don't think that's true. I don't think you can have a chosen family. Mm. 
No, you're yes, a family that you're yeah, born into. Okay. Yeah. Well because you can't choose it, can you? No. But that's an integral part of family, isn't it? Mm, mm. For good and evil. Yes. Yes. Whatever. So it doesn't matter how close I am as a friend to somebody, he's still never gonna be my brother or sister. No, although I do I have to say I <laughs> I refer to my um my church family is my brothers and sisters. Oh, oh, that's interesting. So you're my brother. Oh dear. Oh All dear. Right. Yeah, oh dear. <laughs> no, but, that, ah, but that's the point. Yeah, it okay. Is, so you can't, ah, right. So you can't change that. Okay, no. so this, so there we go. You can't change it. You can't change the fact that Christians are your brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because my joke is that every Christian that's on the telly is like your embarrassing uncle at a wedding. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So you know you go yeah, wedding. That, yeah. I know the embarrassing uncle in it. So, but that's the thing. They, they, but you can't change it. Even though you'd love it that mm. they're not part of your family, you can't change it. Mm. All right. Mm-hmm. So, we have those two relationships: the the spiritual family and the temporal family, the the kind of physical family, mm. right? Yeah. Mm. So if we go back to Abraham. Mm. What's the story of Abraham when he gets called? What does God say to Abraham? What does he say to him when he, he calls him into Canaan? What does he say to him? Do you remember? Um, that, that there'll be a covenant between him and, and God. That... Yeah. What's the covenant? Um, that he will bring um, posterity and blessings and... and... Okay. <laughs> Okay, try again. That's it. <laughs> What's the covenant with Abraham's covenant? What is it? That I will make you de- your descendants. As numerous as the stars of the sky. Yes, as numerous as the stars of the sky. So why is that a ridiculous promise that God makes to Abraham? Well, because... Uh, the sons that he had were just 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 terrible well he didn't have any did he N- not that time no. no no so sarah was barren weren't she yes okay oh i see i see sorry i i'm onto the oh the no, next no bit you're jumping ahead you're oh, jumping ahead yes, no 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 yes. no With, before oh, he has any kids yes yeah sarah's barren oh absolutely she? Yeah. yes yeah and she it's just not not possible at all so yeah just a a joke for them really yeah. So, yeah. what the, do you remember? What Sarah does when she hears that she she's listening in because he gets given the covenant, doesn't he? Yeah. Between the two angels, isn't it? Yeah. The angels come to visit him. We're yeah. just ordinary people. Yeah. And they he gives them meals and that he gives them a meal, and then the angels give him the promise that his descendants be more than number of the stars of the sky. Yeah. And Sarah overhears it, and what does she do? Do you remember? She she just laughs out loud, doesn't she? She laughs at it. She yeah. laughs, yes. And that's why he, Isaac is called Isaac, because it means to laugh. Ah, oh, okay. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So God makes a promise that's so ridiculous. Out, out yes. That okay. they, they just go, yeah, whatever. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's a bit like if Rishi Sunak said, I'm going to drop inflation to like 1% or something. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, you, laugh, you laugh. Laugh yeah. out loud, yes, all right then. Okay. But as you said, is yeah. it you trust in Jesus more than Rishi Sunak, isn't yes. it? Yeah, yeah. So it's that type of laugh. Yeah. It's a politician laugh. Okay. Yeah, it's like when, um, you know, when Trump says, I don't know, um, I'm going to, what's he saying? I'm going to, I'd stop the war in Ukraine in a day or something, isn't it? That's one of his things, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. 
That wasn't a laugh. That was a, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't promise something you can't keep. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So what Abraham does is then what God, even though his promise is laughed at, he then goes and does it anyway. Yeah. So he goes and gives them the 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 children anyway mm. even though um even though they laughed at him mm -hmm. so basically what are abraham's children like then because you have well, isaac yeah. jacob joseph what are they like and <clears throat> all his brothers what are they like well they're a bit tyrant tyrants no they're tyrants really aren't they they're not um they don't live up to your uh, uh, a nice child's reputation they grow up to be quite disrespectful and well that's probably quite a weak word to use really um, well, you've got to say what they're really like they're, they're <laughs> awful they're, <not> really <laughs> they're dreadful they're the worst uh, yes. they're the worst uh, yeah um they're the worst mm. they're awful people they yeah. all hate each other they do yes do you remember yes. what um Joseph's brothers did to him. Oh, because they, they threw were... him in a pit, didn't they? His, but he was, was he, um, his father's favourite. That's it. Because he was the last born, and they, and they, they weren't um, expecting. He was with a different mum. Yes. He had a different mum. Okay. And he gave him a coat of many colours. That's right. Like Philip Schofield in that play you went That's to see, right. isn't it? Yeah. Oh, he wasn't Philip Schofield when I saw it. Was it, it was... Jason Donovan? No, 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 no. It was Michael Crawford. Michael Crawford? Yes, he was a good singer. Yeah. All right. So yeah. Joseph and the Technicolor dream coat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. Um, so what did they do because he got given this dream coat? Well, they despised him, didn't they? And they threw him in a... Threw him in a pit. Threw him in a pit, yes. And they said to him, they said to him, Let's not um, let's let's not just kill him. Why don't we sell him into slavery and get the money? Because they seen this slave ca um, slave sort of caravan going past, and they said, "Oh, we'll sell him from slavery to Did, these Egyptians." And they they ripped his coat off, didn't they? And they they took it back to their father and said, "Look, they, so they lied. They lied about it. They, there's some wolf's blood on it to yeah, say he was right, dead. That's right. Yeah, that's right. they told him he was dead. Um, nice guys. Yeah. <laughs> Dear. Nice guys, yeah. But Jake Joseph at the end of that story, which goes on and on and on and on, it's about a million chapters. It goes on and on. That's that why story, it makes a good it? musical. Well, I know about that. <laughs> well, it goes on and on, and in the end, he forgives them, doesn't he, Joseph? Yes. And they all they they uh, Joseph's uh, brothers come down to Egypt where Joseph is, and by that time he's like the kind of uh, uh, sort of assistant to the pharaoh. And he's in charge of Egypt, basically. And uh, he forgives them all and lets them stay there. Mm. So they're all starving. Mm. But they're not... But then, rather than letting them starve, because they did it to him, he, he actually forgives them. Yeah, forgives them. Gosh. So what, basically, the story of that second part of the book of Genesis is, is that God is our God, no matter what. A bit like Joseph. So even if we are... Uh, I was going to say disrespectful, but you called them awful, even if well, they are we are awful. awful. Like sometimes we are, aren't we? Come on, we're, you know, hands in the air. I, I'm not all uh, always nicey nicey. <laughs> I think human beings, yeah, human you know, beings. Human beings. We we need to know, don't we, that we are forgiven no matter what. 
Yeah, and that's the covenant we have, Abraham has with uh, with God, which is the covenant we all have the with promise, God. The promise. The yeah. promise, because a covenant yeah. means uh, contract or promise. Mm. And that relationship is the same as the relationship between father and son, which yes. is why God is God the Father. Not because, because it's a symbolic thing to do with this particular covenant. Mm. Yeah, that's the idea, mm. that, that we cannot change our relationship with God because he is our father no matter what. That's really comforting, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, I find it really comforting. Yeah, so we can't, that's the whole point, is no matter what the people of Israel do and what we do, mm. God will still be our God no yes. matter what. Mm. And I think the rest of the Bible shows that same theme where God is always faithful to his people, to the covenant, but the people of Israel and us are never faithful to God. Mm. My Old Testament lecturer, what's his name? Hugh Piper, that was him, yeah. Um, so, he said, sorry, I've just seen a picture of you, Hal, when you were probably, what, were you 20? Oh, no, not 20. Sorry, 20, sorry. That's everybody. Andrew, that is. Oh, yeah, is it? That's, yeah, that oh, was, no, no, you, though. Oh, well, yeah, that's, um, <clears throat> sorry. that was when I was sorry. 26, I think, or something, 27. <laughs> That's just before I was ordained, that was. Oh, oh. You were young then, sorry. sorry. Yeah, anyway, yeah, <laughs> I forgot what I was now. You're getting to, oh, yeah, that was it, yeah. My Old Testament lecturer, Hugh Piper, said that if you wanted to sum up the Old Testament in one, one phrase, it would be, nevertheless, I love you. Nevertheless, I love you. That's yeah. what, nevertheless, that one word yeah. is, is that the rest yeah. of the Bible is all about Israel going wrong, Forgetting God, messing about, doing awful things. But nevertheless. But nevertheless, God is still yes. your God because mm. of Abraham. Mm. Because that was the promise he made to Abraham that he would be the father of many children, mm. which is all of us. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's how we uh, are all one family. That's good, that is. Yeah. So do you you're saying about the christian family in the sense is that um we're brothers and sisters is that a continuation of abraham's family then basically is that what you're saying yeah, well i think so yeah i think so mm. yeah it is so that's why we're brothers and sisters because we're all part of that family which was awful yeah so it's nice to know <laughs> it's nice to know isn't it that even when we mess up it's just what they did back then well we're all human yeah we? we're all human yes so when we have trouble with our family, um, that's just the way, if we think about it, um, I hate Christmas, you know, the secular Christmas. I think it's really kind of oppressive because like, you know, if you think about the adverts you have on telly about like having the perfect meal with the perfect family. It's not gonna happen, is it? No, because no one's got a perfect family. It's but all I fake. But I do love Christmas. Do you? Yes, yes. You haven't been ordained as long as you. <laughs> no, you, you it's grow not to that. Load it's it. not <laughs> that. It's not that. I do, I do. I like the Christian part. part yeah. of it. Oh, of course, yes. But I can't, I can't yeah. be doing with the rest of it. Oh, it does go a bit too far, doesn't it? But I love, I love the lights at Christmas. I like the lights and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I just can't be doing with the. It's the wrong message. The, well, no, the... no, I don't mind that. It's just the kind of I hate the commercial things. Commercial. I hate yeah, the that's way I mean. that um, everything's got to be perfect. Yeah. The family's got to be perfect. But I suppose what we have in Genesis is a family which is totally dysfunctional. <laughs> so we're, we're all dysfunctional children of God. We are. From a dysfunctional family. We are. 
So next time we'll be back with Dave and we'll be talking about Exodus, um, the other covenant with uh, on Mount Sinai, uh, which is a different type of thing. Uh, so hope I was helpful. And next we'll be talking about um, only murders in the building. <laughs>listening to those vicar blokes you can follow us on various platforms and you can even go on substack and we will send you an email that tells you that the latest episode is ready to be listened to um so please do join us um and recommend us to your friends yeah share it around yeah get the word out there if you think we're any good. <laughs> it's, we, we haven't asked for comments on Substack, have we? No. That's the thing. No, it yeah. does let people comment, though, doesn't it? It does. But it's a good job it's not you, isn't it? Yeah, you weren't doing it. Yeah. yeah. Now, we just said, uh, because we have a little break in the middle of this thing, um, that uh, Wanda's just too English, really. That's her <laughs> fundamental problem. When she talks about like the people of the Old Testament, when she says Joseph and Jacob were a bit sort of disrespectful when they're kind of awful people who tried to murder their own brother. But in English middle class speak, it's kind of like they were kind of a little bit disrespectful, like, in it? So you call him a middle class? Well, I don't know. I don't know. English then. The lab English. was English. Yeah, yeah it's just English. English, English understatement, is... isn't it? Not... Do you know what I mean? Is that they murdered him? They went to murder him, but then they wanted the money, so they sold him into slavery and faked his death. You know, and chucked him in a pit and that. He was a little bit disrespectful. But there we are. That's the, the Welsh bloke. Turns out he was. They were awful. There you go. But we're on about another right. type of murder now. Um, on the Disney and um, Disney Plus there's a, a program called Only Murders in the Building isn't it Wanda did you like it that's the question yeah I did actually um, I did say to my daughter oh maybe it's something we can watch together because uh, yeah it was quite good uh, and Steve Martin's in it and we as a family all my children have grown up with the Steve Martin film so he was a bonus to be in it because I quite yeah. like him as and Martin actor. Short's in it isn't he Martin Short he's the other bloke oh yes yes yeah and uh, Selena Gomez, I think, is the woman in it. Yeah, she's the one. She's in Term, the new, um, no, the new Scream films, I think. I can't remember. Okay. But yeah, she's in loads of stuff now, isn't yes, she? Yeah, yeah she's yeah. the kind of. So new... appealing to all ages, really, I would have said. Yeah, so what's it about? Do you remember? Um, so it's about these three characters that are living in a building, uh, you know, in the middle of New York City, and um, they go about their day to day business. Uh, not really speaking to anybody and then there is a murder in the building that they live in and um, it brings them all together because they're all looking at uh, I think they're anyway they all come together they all come together and and start investigating the murder of this of of the murder in the building yeah and they they do a podcast don't they they, they try do. and do a true crime podcast about the investigation yeah, yeah, don't yeah, they yeah, yeah. yeah it's really good because yeah. they want some money don't they because martin short is skint yeah that's right yeah, yeah he hasn't got any money <laughs> but and they come up with all these crazy theories about who murdered who and all that so and they look, they're so incompetent it's funny really yeah and, and yeah. What, what i find fascinating as well is the fact that um uh, they're in New York. They're three individuals living in this in this um, uh, big building complex, and yet they all are very um, 
they're not very real with one another. So they no. uh, they all come across like you know. I think Martin Short is a director. Um, he's a Broadway director. That's yeah, right. That's Steve, yeah. but he's not really because he hasn't had any work. Steve Martin is an actor, but he hasn't got any work. And um, I think Celine. She's um, a bit mysterious. Nobody yes, knows. No yes. one knows who she really that's is. That's right. That's right. Um, and it's not. It ends up that it's not her flat. It's her auntie's flat or something. So you find this out a little bit later on that they're not very truthful with one another to begin with. And I, and I suppose that made me relate it to sometimes how we can be. So I, I yeah, I enjoyed it. It was um, had pockets of um, laughter in it, and um, uh, yeah. I thought it was really funny. Yeah, but I think that's the thing. I, I, that's why I picked it really because it is all about how uh, we're fake with each other, mm. and also as well, it was how in cities and I think more and more now we live kind of atomized lives so we mm. don't actually um, know each other and because people don't know each other they don't trust each other and because they don't trust each other they can't be honest mm. so I think the isolation that they they live in actually fuels the dishonesty and the kind of fakeness mm. of their lives isn't it really mm-hmm. and the way that they're very suspicious of people as well, aren't they? Yes, yes. And I think I think there's a scene at the start um, where Steve Martin, uh, I think he says hello to someone in the street, and on all they do are just um, throw obscenities at him. So it's it's, <laughs> yeah, it's just like, what enough. are you doing? What are you doing? How dare you say hello to me? Um. <laughs> well, that's the thing, though. But it is like that, though, because I remember when I first moved to um, to Yates. <laughs> yeah, Yates not Yates not as bad as Cambridge. I remember when I went to Cambridge, I was straight out of university, and in university, it's a kind of little bubble, really. You just know other students, but straight out of Aberdeen University, and I, I, I went to the bus stop to catch the bus into town, and I started talking to somebody, <laughs> and they just looked at me as if I was the big freak, because. <clears throat> I, he was like, "Why are you talking to me? Don't talk to me." This is, and they got really frightened actually. But they asked me where I was from, and I said, and they were like, they got even more frightened. Yeah, and I think that's the thing. It's sort of it, the way we live now is so inhuman because it's not, a, it's not a real way of living, is it? No, I. So I'm laughing because I am that person in the queue that will start a conversation. Yeah, you are. And then, yeah. then you think, oh my goodness me. I'm sure they're not really. Uh, You're the weird interested. one on the bus. Yes, I am. The, I am the weird one. <laughs> the weird on the bus. Oh dear. Anyway. But do you think that's a, do you think that's a real problem though? This isolation that we've. Got? Oh, I do absolutely. I do think we put on a, uh, a certain uh, facade, facade about ourselves. Um, you know, we we. I mean, sometimes it can be a coping mechanism. I get that. You know that that when we we meet people, we don't want everyone to know that we're um, not doing so well, that we might be struggling. So I do I do get that. But I, you know, one of my one of my prayers has been that we actually can be real with one another, and especially in the Christian context. Um, you know, it is about caring for one another and being, um, you know, real about how we're feeling. Um, well, being not just about being sort of, I think it's about being honest in general yeah, yeah. and being real. That's what I love about being a priest, though. It's so freeing. And I found this like when I finished work um, 20 years ago now, I finished work. Um, Gosh, you're old. Well, I was young when I began. <laughs> but well, no, it's, 
is that was the thing I loved about when I went to Murfield is that everyone there was real. Yes. And I loved that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know. I found the same thing for me. And I and I loved the way that as a priest, because people think you're a freak anyway, <laughs> you can kind of just be who you are, <laughs> and you're not constrained by any of these sort of silly rules about how you should be. Some priests are, but that's a bit creepy and weird. Like, I have come across them, but I think that the gift that we have in, in being a Christian is that God loves us for who we are, yes. so we can just be who we are. I, I really relate to that, actually, because when I was... Um, I've just come back off um, Army Cadet Camp where I've been their padre for um, 12 days, and, and yeah, I, I really agree with you. It, it gave me a sense of freedom because... I was just able to be who myself. Who yeah. 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 And I, I think that, that we talked about this a few weeks ago, you we talked about that um ridiculous thing on Twitter with that woman had red hair and someone said she shouldn't oh, yes. dye her hair and all that. Is it's ridiculous, isn't it? But I think that's the thing is I've often found that the secular world is really constraining and really conformist mm. and controlling. Mm far more than uh, the type of Christianity I practice in. I know that there's like sort of certain elements of the church where they're very conformist and things like that, but I just ignore them. I just, oh, I wind them up, to be fair. I just, I just, like, I just, just really wind them up, like, you know what I mean? These sort of, yeah, but I think that's more to do with buying into this sort of conformism. But I do think that it's great just to be able to be who you are and to form real relationships with people. Mm. And I think that... I was thinking about it the other day, where maybe I should do a poll. I'm going to do an experiment over the next few months, right, yeah? And I'm going to I'm gonna track how many conversations I have with a machine to how many conversations I have with people in a shop. Oh, that drives me mad. Thank you for shopping at Tesco. <laughs> no, but think about it. It's how many times do we have, interact with a machine not a person oh, when we're out of the house. You cannot make a phone call, Hal, without someone on the other end of the phone having you're having to get through a message of about six, you know, six items before you can even get through to the person or the number. If you can get through to somebody, they'll oh. be like, "Oh, please press one to be cut off and all yeah. that." Like, yeah, I forgot about them actually. Yeah, oh, the, 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 the it's like when you phone up the tax man and it's just like you know, please press four to be on hold for half an hour. That sort of thing, isn't it? you know. <laughs> But yeah, so I think that's what we. But I think that's part of it is our mechanical world, isn't it? Mm. I thank the Lord for hands-free phones. If you haven't got a hands-free phone, get one of those because you can take it while you're on the phone pressing all these buttons. You can take it around with you. Yeah. <laughs> At least. But, but I think as well, what it. One thing I did think about isolation is that mm. Christianity essentially is a community faith where God comes as a human being to us in the person of Jesus. He comes as a human in the flesh mm. uh, to form a community. And the first thing he does is he forms a community of the apostles. And that's how we're most human, is in community. I would say that as a monk, but you know, but that's where we are kind of most human is in community. Mm. And that's what we're called to be. And our modern world actually is desperately tr destroying and trying to destroy but because it's cheaper it's sort of destroying those essential human contacts mm. 
mm. with each other, which is the opposite of what God wants. Mm. And I think that idea that we are isolated individuals who are just here to consume things, I think that spreads everywhere, even into the church. You know, people mm. say things like, oh, I didn't get a lot out of that service. And I'm like, well, what's that mean? You wouldn't say that to your wife, would you? Like, oh, I didn't get a lot out of that meal. Like, I don't want to be your wife anymore. You know, husband anymore. You wouldn't, or would you? <laughs> you imagine that. You say that to Alan. You turn around and say, oh, oh, I want to give you four out of ten for that conversation, Alan. I've just rated you. You're rubbish. Sorry, do better. But that's what we do. That's yeah, what they say, don't yeah, they? They yeah. say, oh, I go to this church because it makes me feel better than the other one. Mm. That's ridiculous, isn't it? It's not about how we feel. No. No. No, it's not. You know, if us, you know, you're going to get divorced in ten seconds. If you think that, isn't it? You know. But that's what it concerns me with um, uh, people who work remotely, fully. You know, they they don't have any interaction except from on a screen or on a telephone. And um, obviously, that came about. Uh, but even before COVID, I know that went on a little bit. But um, you know, throughout COVID, that's how most of um, uh, those that weren't in the um, medical profession or whatever would have to work and they've obviously wanted to continue that it's easier isn't it? it's easier but I also think that we need we are we are um, people of community and and when we don't meet with each other it can be very isolating so there are good things about it but I think it's getting up a, a you know a balance isn't there but the thing is it's like with um, the patriarchs you know the ones who are on about in Genesis is mm-hmm. that they're a family that don't get on and yeah. hate each other and are dreadful right mm-hmm. but also mm-hmm. as well human beings can be great as well so yes. we're both at the same time yeah so I think that, but to be human we have to take the risk that the other human's going to be awful and because we're told that we have to be safe what we do is we isolate ourselves to be safe so really it's fear that stops community because we're terrified of people because we don't it's a vicious circle Mm. because we don't know people we're frightened of them and because we're frightened of them we don't get to know people Mm. so we end up even more frightened and alone Mm. and that's the kind of cycle that we've got ourselves caught up in over the last 50 60 years and i think it's just more pronounced for me now because spending more time in Aberdeer with um looking after my father-in-law moving him all of that interacting in that culture again is um it, it's so different mm. you know people talk to you they they you know and you have that it's really human like that newcastle oh, my husband yeah it's much more human isn't it yeah they're very chatty very chatty and they're much more yeah and everything's done face to face they don't do anything by email or <laughs> I, you know, I don't do computers. Yeah, well, actually, well that's my father-in-law's a bit like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's better. That is. So, um, thanks for listening to this week's uh, podcast. Uh, next week, Dave's back off his holidays. Yeah. Uh, well, well, there you go. And we'll be talking about um, uh, the next part of Exodus. We'll be talking about Exodus. And we'll be talking about whatever Dave finds in the news. Dave's been on Twitter all his holiday. What's he doing? I don't see his Twitter, but he responded to something else I saw. Stay on holiday, Dave. Yeah, go on holiday, Dave. (laughs) You know, just follow. If you're on Twitter, follow Dave because it's hilarious. It's just like really funny because he's just like 
just gets so aggravated with people. He just needs to chill out, Dave. <laughs> on holidays, he's getting more angry on holidays with people. Like, you know. So, uh, so he'll be back, so we can have a laugh with his his Twitter things and whatever he watches on um, on uh, on the telly. So we'll have to find out, find something for Dave to watch. So we'll see you next time. Thank you.